Hello, and <laughs> welcome back to an episode of That's What She Said with Zach and Nicole. I'm so sorry, I was so confused. Yeah. <laughs> Always confused for some reason. I wasn't I expecting to do the out. intro. I felt <laughs> like since you did a good job last time, might as well keep it going, right? I know, but I felt like this time was a little weak, so I'm going to have to, like, next episode, amp it up. <laughs> I think I'll let you know prior to the episode that you're starting. All right, sounds good, because this time I was kind of caught off guard. I was like, why are you pointing at me? <laughs> yeah, I get that. I mean, you do a pretty good job, but but today we have kind of a lot to talk about. Yeah. Everything's kind of coming back, so it's good news for us. <laughs> Something to talk about. I am really interested in this one. Um, so as a quick update, so the UK is offering Hollywood actors an exemption from quarantine rules, meaning Tom Cruise is allowed to skip the 14-day quarantine restrictions in the UK to film Mission Impossible. I mean, are we surprised? It's Tom Cruise. I'm sure, like, he's exempted from, like, every rule there is, in all honesty, which is stupid, but apparently they really want their Mission Impossible. I'd, I'd like to do a poll on who actually cares about Mission Impossible 7, because... Me? I, really? You? Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was, I'm curious. I'm obsessed. I mean, like, out of, out of all the films that could come out that we kind of want to come out is that really like a top 10 film for you absolutely honestly 100 really? percent. yeah it's probably okay. number five for me and i stand corrected because i was like does it really matter if we get Impress mission impossible 7 i don't think so but okay well i wasn't like a huge fan of them and all like i never watched them and then finally um Shannon's fiance Kyle had like texted me or we were on the phone chatting after because I think it came out after Infinity War if I'm not mistaken and I was still like hyped up because of that and he said oh you need to watch Ghost Protocol like it's probably one of the best movies I've ever seen I said okay like let me try it so of course like I'm confused and so I go back ironically enough I want to say TNT or some one of those networks was showing them in a row so mm -hmm. I decided to watch them and I was, like, mesmerized. Like, I actually really like them. And I watched a couple with my dad. They're really good, I have to say. Like, Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts. He's fallen out of the airplanes, done everything himself. So I got to say, like, I do give it, like, a top-notch rating. No, I, I agree. I think they're great. I'm just wondering, is it enough for him to no longer need to do the 14-day quarantine when so many people are dying and it's in the middle of a crisis like really is, is, are we is it that is it that when you say it that like we really that. Need that well that's um, that's that's what i'm that's what i believe i believe it, no i i absolutely pause, agree with you, know? you i agree with you um i think that because of how much they hype they're kind of hyping it up with the with the people who they have casted into it because now they have Haley Atwell in a mysterious role, Nicholas Holt. I don't know if he's actually in it anymore. I want to say I think that he had scheduling conflicts. Mm -hmm. um, so I think he was in it and now someone else is playing the villain. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know who it is but um, I should look that up. But um, it's a good movie. It's really, it's a good series. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite. I've watched them honestly probably like 10 to 20 times mm -hmm. in the past like two years yeah they're great i just but i agree with you should they should they break the protocol i mean but like if anybody was gonna break the protocol it was gonna be tom cruise yeah i mean they still have a bunch of more <laughs> movies still like the batman is still like they're they're given the go but i they're not starting yet so i mean i give yeah. them props too um, I'm trying to find... Oh, Mission Impossible 7. Who did they have? Oh. No, not him. <laughs> it was someone who I... Like, I, I recognized the name, and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. he's a good villain. I just don't think they have him listed anymore. Anyways, I'll find that out and say it on the next podcast. <laughs> 
I'm really concerned now because I really want to know who it is. Um, so Marvel has yet to make any type of announcement in regards to San Diego Comic-Con at home event. What was your opinion on that? Because I feel like you were... It doesn't affect you, really. Or you don't it care doesn't. for it. I, not that I don't care for it. I, it um, I think it's good for Marvel to keep things under wraps. And I think with everything going on, there's a sense of uncertainty about a lot of the things that are coming out or slated to come out. So I think if they're like, let's just keep this under wraps and then we'll tell fans when we get there, then that's good. I mean, San Diego, San Diego Comic Con from Marvel is very similar to Apple's World Developer Conference. Oh, absolutely. And I, so I think there's something in the realm of if they're going to keep things under wraps and then they're going to tell us about it at the time we see it, then it's going to produce a big buzz. You know, Twitter's going to be all ablaze. And I think it's going to be better for them in terms of marketing rather than spilling the tea way too early and then fans being like, oh, I already know what this is going to be going ahead of the event. Plus, you have to have some sort of excitement for the event because then what would be the oh, point exactly. in watching it? So I'm sure that's part of why they're doing it. The only thing I've seen so far is that they have the TV, the TV show schedule out. That's the only thing I've seen so far is that, like, Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, um, a few others have their panel set up for the San Diego Comic-Con mm -hmm. at home. Haven't seen a movie schedule yet, which is kind of where my concern was for it, because they usually have really good movies that they're ready to, like, have the panel for. Not even just, like, DC or Marvel, but a bunch of others that they've announced. I, th I, I mean, I would say Mission Impossible, but I don't know if they've most definitely been at Comic-Con. But I know that they do other films. Like, they'll have them at the panel. Mm -hmm. um, there are rumors. It's not, like, even, like, bloggers. It's more just fans saying that they think there's a theory going on. And bloggers have said, okay, that, that could happen. That they're saying Marvel is trying to do their own at-home thing. How DC right. is doing fandom. So which I wouldn't right. put it past them. But if there's a time to announce it, I feel like they're letting, it's not even letting DC come out with all this news because apparently there's more DC news we haven't heard yet mm -hmm. per our Twitter, blo uh, Twitter bloggers. But I, and I think that'll again be announced at DC Fandom. There are, which we'll talk about DC later, but right. I know I, I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel came out in the next like week or even next week and said, okay. We're doing Marvel at Home event. We're going to do it in August or September. Or we're going to do it in August. Because they have D23 Expo, which is usually in September, I believe. So, who knows? Who I'm, knows? Um, I, I think I've said this before in the podcast, but Loki and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier confirmed that they will resume filming in August. I know Falcon and the Winter Soldier had exactly, I want to say, a one week to three weeks left of filming in Czech Republic, but because of still the conditions going on, still of the pandemic, they have told them that they can't come yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how filming has adjusted because of that, but I know Loki still has a little bit of filming left, and it has been confirmed that WandaVision has nine episodes. <laughs> I was so happy. I was so happy typing that up. <laughs> Could you hear that's my good, stuff? I, no, but that's good, though. I think that's a nice good for them. Because I knew I think before, it was before it wasn't really confirmed, but there was rumors that each of these series would only have six episodes. And the fact that they're, like, still, like, they're still filming this summer. They still have a couple of action scenes to film. Um, but they're... It's nine episodes. That's amazing. I think then the argument could be, will these episodes be 30, 45 minutes, or would they be closer to an hour? I'm going to say an hour. That's just my guess. I'm That's not confirmed. Hour. Yeah, and I'm also thinking 45, hour, 45 minutes to an hour, I would 45? say. 45? I would oh, say yes. that. Because I'm, I'm kind of referencing it to The Mandalorian. 
yes. in a sense. The Mandalorian had a similar 50-hour, you know, 50 minute. minute run. Yeah. You said 50-hour. So I'm, I'm like, it wasn't 50 hours. No, 50 minutes. Sorry, I was saying 50 <laughs> minutes to an hour, I was saying. But um, I'd be interested to watch it, it being nine episodes. I think if it was like 12 or 15, I'd be less inclined to watch it. Just because that's, Fair. to me, that's just a big um, ask. That's just me. Like, I, no, no, I no, like no. I, I, I see what you're saying. You know? I think this way kind of gives it a, not a better story. I'm not going to say a better mm-hmm. story. It just gives it more of like, okay, so why is it, like, for me, the first thing I thought of, honestly, when I read that it's going to be nine episodes, I automatically said, okay, so why is this show going to be nine episodes? And these other Disney, sh- like, Marvel shows are confirmed to have at least six episodes. Like, Falcon and Winter Soldier is six episodes. Like, they confirm that. And even Anthony Mackie said it's like a six-hour film. So my question mm-hmm. is, does that mean that there's more story to tell? Is there more something happening that we need the nine episodes? Because I have heard, and I won't spoil anything, I have heard um, what, like, the first half of the show will consist of and what the second half of the show kind of consists of, which it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense as to why they want nine episodes. But I feel like because this leads into Doctor Strange 2, I feel like we're going to need more of that story to understand yeah. what leads into what's going to happen in Doctor Strange. But we don't know yet why... We don't know yet, like, which Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where that's going to lead to, or if it's, like, a... There were rumors that it's, like, a... It happens right after Black Widow. There, Like, that's why they needed Black Widow to come out for Winter... For this show to come out at this time. So... I don't know if it leads into another show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all a it's big. Interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> I think, and I think, given the state of the world right now, I think any way in which absolutely these companies can capitalize on people being at home is gonna be the best option. So, having nine episodes sounds like a great idea and then having six episodes which is probably going to be an hour long for uh falcon Falcon and the winter soldier i think makes sense plus plus their relationship is good enough for you to sit down for six hours and watch oh absolutely i will say i love them together is yeah it's enough for you to sit down and watch it and and be like okay and I thought six hours, that's, that's a lot. But then I thought about it a little bit more and I was like, no, I would happily sit down for an hour and watch them bicker and fight like little children. Would you compare Sam and Bucky to our friendship? <laughs> With how much we used to bicker about things? Kind of still do? Kind of, but I feel they take bigger shots at each other. I don't feel, we were like, I don't feel we took huge shots at each other. It was like small things. We would, like we would definitely things. take shots. But yeah. yeah, but it was never like, there was never like, oh, this situation's so bad kind of thing. It was like, <laughs> you're an idiot. It's kind of like, that's, where, that's how weak it was. Like, you're an idiot. I hate my, you kind of thing rather than. <laughs> my favorite line, and this is just a side note, my favorite line is from Civil War when they're like, quote unquote, fighting Peter Parker. And finally, like, Sam deploys one of his, like, winged men, and it goes and, like, wraps around Peter and, like, drags him away, and him and Bucky are just laying on the floor, and Bucky goes, you couldn't have deployed that 20 minutes ago? (laughs) And Sam just goes, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. That's our relationship. That's, no, it is. (laughs) That's our relationship. That's our relationship. That was my favorite line. Like, still yeah. is till this day. That's my favorite scene. But, yeah, I just, I love them together. I think getting, like, a show with them was probably one of the best things I've ever heard. Um, yeah. DC fandom, switching over to DC, they have Woo! everything. <laughs> they Sorry, have, I have to do that. No, it's okay. That's how I feel about Marvel. Um, they have all, on their website, they already have listed what they're going to have panels on. But there's two secret films. Ooh. I'm <laughs> telling you. There's two making secret films. moves. DC is making moves. I don't care what anybody says. I but think do we whether... think... Do you think one of them 
is going to be Zack Snyder's cut. Like, do you think he's going to have a whole panel full, not full, for his his version of Justice League? Like, do you think that's one well, of the I, secret movies? I heard he's, like, knee-deep in VFX and CGI right now. That's what so, you told me. There's a huge possibility, yes, but I definitely think that these secret movies have nothing to do with Snyder. I think that was my other are, thought too. I think they are the resurgence of possibly Green Lantern coming back, and I think. But they don't they have the Green Lantern HBO show listed. I don't believe they've done anything with that show yet. But they said it's Secret Movie 1 and Secret Movie 2. So that's where I'm saying, like, I don't think it's a Green Lantern film. I think it's something else entirely that they're like, okay, let's... Something maybe we haven't heard yet that they're premiering. Or that maybe it's kept really under wraps. Because we do have, like, a month and a half till it. Unless somebody, like, figures out... Probably Man of Steel 2. Maybe. Because we, we've been speculating about that, but we there's no real commitment on Man of Steel 2 yet. Well, Henry um, Cavill even said that he hasn't heard any... He has the deal. Like, the contract is there. He just doesn't mm-hmm. know anything, unless that's what his publicist is telling that him. could be it. DC, that, could, DC yeah. could be like, hey, don't say anything yet to reporters, but we're going to announce Man of Steel 2 for, like, 2023. Something like that. You know or what I mean? maybe they didn't tell him at all. Maybe they didn't mention maybe, it to him maybe at all. Maybe they're just going to bring him on. Out for the, yeah, find out for the first time and be like, oh, snap, that's that's what's happening? Okay. Okay, Hell yeah. don't, not to bring Marvel back, but Mark Ruffalo, he didn't know anything until a limo showed up outside of his house literally, like, four hours before the panel for the Avengers. Like, he had no idea. Hmm. So, so, I mean, it, it is possible. I think I think Man of Steel 2 could be a possibility. He's been asked many times, and he's literally said, like, I don't know, I haven't talked to them, they haven't talked to me, but I'm here for it, like, I'm open for it. And The, mm-hmm. Witcher, the Witcher does start filming again, I think, this fall in the UK. Mm-hmm. So. I think the animated series, it's going to be a two animated series. You think so? Or animated films, yeah. Or it could be the the sequel to Birds of Prey, unless that's too soon. But I mean, we knew that was that was planned. If it's too unplanned, there's two movies we don't know that's been in the works that's planned. Then, well, then I would I would agree with you. We could wager a bet on this. What about Arrow? Arrow, it would be. I don't think it'd be too. I think it'd be too soon. As a film. Yes. As a film, think it'd be too soon. Yes. Because it just, it just finished. Like, I think the season finale, the series finale was in the spring, right before. Is Flash still on? Flash is still on. The Flashpoint movie is already confirmed to be. So then, I Supergirl film is is coming out. Supergirl film they do have coming out, but we don't know if Melissa Benoist is going to be Supergirl. Because they could pull, like, an Ezra Miller and have Ezra Miller or have somebody else play. They're going to pull an Ezra Miller. You would be surprised. I don't think. I don't think. I don't know how many times an actor from a TV series has gone on to play the movie equivalent. I don't think that happens a lot. Well, I could we, be wrong. Do we want to like? I don't think that happens a lot. Do we want to make a prediction? Like, give each of us two predictions and see who's the closest one to it. Like, if you say I it's Green Lantern. I want to do more research. First, well, the reason I say Green Lantern is because is because in a lot of the shows they've referenced Green Lantern material, and I know after Green Lantern, fans have been dying for a great Green Lantern film. So maybe you're right on that. So I I mean, that's a possibility. possibility of of there being a Green Lantern film, and it really depends. I can't remember the name of the show, but it's the one with. The kids of the superheroes and they form a team. I can't the descendants remember the of them. Yeah, but I can't remember Star the name Girl? of right now. No, it's not Star Girl. It's like there are t- young. It's not Young Justice League. It's something. Uh, 
I'll find oh, it later. Cause but there's I've... a series, and they mention Green Lantern in it. Like, there's, like, hints at a Green Lantern. So I'm thinking possibly that Cause they just Green Lantern. They just did that in Stargirl. They've been mentioning Green Lantern a little bit. Yes. So that's why, another reason why I'm thinking it's probably a Green Lantern film. And they've found someone to kind of play. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like huge digs at Green Lantern. It's literally been like, I think last episode, because pretty much, okay, long story short with Stargirl, it's her being Stargirl and then she forms their own JSA, Justice Society of America, for those who don't know what the JSA is. So she's, she's bringing in, um, and I can't remember their, their superhero names either, but she has like four of them now, like including her. Right. And right. they have mentioned, they're like, okay, some of them I know. Like, I do know a couple of the villains and whatnot, mm-hmm. but one of them that they mentioned a couple times in the past two episodes was Green Lantern, because you see his helmet, or some kind of thing that you know it's him. And I The even Lantern? Said, probably, like something like that. And they said... Because I saw a, an analysis on the possibility of there being a Green Lantern. And they referenced the fact that I think it might be Stargirl, her dad, and finds he is her in in the bag. He is in the first. Yes, he shows up at some point, or like there's a reference to him. Like he, he was he... in the first episode of Stargirl, but yeah. very briefly. Like it yeah. was probably like a two second thing, but that's what I'm saying. Like maybe you're right because I had like Stargirl. Honestly, is a good show. I will give it that. It's it does not feel like any of the of the DC films that are or any of the DC shows that are on CW right now. Mm-hmm. It's its own thing. Doesn't even feel like it's in that universe with them. Um, it, it's it has kind of like a movie palette to it, which is what I like about it. Um, so I would recommend that. I, I would recommend that to you. It's a good good series to start. Yeah. It's on CW now. Um, but yeah, you could be right. Honestly, I, now that I think about it, Greenland. I know they're trying to do one at HBO Max. They're doing a series, but I don't mm-hmm. know. That's what makes me kind of question if they would do a film. Unless they do the film first and then bring on the series. I think they kind of have to. They would honestly have to bring. And I think with the possibility of Justice League 2, whenever that does come out, I think think there's there's a desire to establish the Justice League in general. What if Justice League 2 is one of the secret films? Maybe I still need a Martian Manhunter. That's that's the that's the <laughs> second one I'm looking for. I still need that. I'm waiting for that. Hawk Girl. I'm still waiting for. So apparently, Hawk Girl know. is apparently in Black Adam. We're gonna be introduced to, which is gonna be Dwayne the Rock Johnson's um, premiere as the villain Black Adam. Apparently, we're gonna get JSA in it. That's for that's mm-hmm. what I've that's what's been confirmed. He's fighting off other people, but. Who knows? Honestly, I is Black Adam even listed on DC fandom? I know it's supposed to come out. I think this year or next year. I want to say next year because he hasn't I'm, even filmed I'm, it yet. I'm even more excited to see what fandom is gonna do, and I'm very confident that fandom's gonna set a precedent for how these huge comic book um, enterprises are gonna move forward. You know, I, I definitely feel like Marvel's gonna take a lot of notes on what was successful about fandom and what was not. I feel like that's definitely going to happen. I'm just going to say I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> I don't know if you were on Twitter last week, but I saw, I think, on Friday when they were still announcing some things. It um, wasn't major, but it was smaller. Um, I think a couple of our bloggers were like, all right, Marvel, your time. Let's go. What are we doing? And Marvel has been silent. Silent. Silent for, like, I want to say since May. Mm-hmm. May, May or June, but it's been nothing. DC has had its time to shine, which I respect. Um, I don't know. Marvel hasn't has not said a thing. I know reps like I know Elizabeth Olsen has kind of said something about WandaVision. I know um, Paul Bettany has said like he had to cancel his appearance this summer to go for reshoots. But Marvel, it's like I feel like it's that meme where we're poking it with a stick saying do something. <laughs> 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 and it's not doing anything. Yeah, it's not doing anything. Um, so via discussing film on Twitter, Henry Cavill states, I think it's great that Zack Snyder has an opportunity to finally release his ver- his vision of Justice League. And I think that's really important for a storyteller and a filmmaker. So we all, so ev- all of the cast has been very 
like for this. They've been very mm-hmm. okay. Zack Snyder, we're ready for your vision because I think honestly there has to be so much more with the characters. Like, I feel like Cyborg did not get really his time to shine. He had like that one scene with Diana that was very like okay, this is yeah. our character, but then he kind of got outshined by everyone else in the Justice League. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe this film, I feel like maybe Zack Snyder's version has more of, like, Superman in it. I feel like it has more of th- these characters, more of a story to tell, like, what with what you've been saying, how he's more of a visionary than a storyteller. Yeah. He likes to use the background or, like, any props to really, like, and to really... He tells... He tells stories through images, not through dialogue. And I wouldn't know that unless, like, I've seen these pictures, and I'm like, okay, where was that? Like, they didn't, they didn't point it out. And I think, I think from from the teaser trailer, it's very telling. It's another sign of you're seeing someone tell stories through great images, Mm -hmm. rather than actual dialogue. Like Lex Luthor's speech underneath all of it isn't really. It's important, but it's not. Not as important as the images you're seeing, you know? And I, I think mean, we, that's just who Zack Snyder is as a director. It's very much visual storytelling than it is dialogue and, and plot and character driven. And we all know Lex Luthor is a villain. We know him and, like, him and Superman have that ongoing. Yeah. So, I mean, I do agree. Like, sometimes I do think it's unnecessary. Like, maybe instead of skipping that speech, go to... Like, I did think, I won't lie, the Justice League, was it Justice League or Batman? I think it was Batman versus Superman, where he kidnaps Martha. Mm-hmm. And he goes, is everyone saying Martha here? Yeah. That that was, like, a cute, funny moment, I'll admit. I like that part, but... um, But Margot Robbie has been tapped for a female-centric Pirates movie. And we all know... I... I did find out, though, that she's working with Bruckheimer, and Karen Gillian is Good. working with another. I, I think she's working with Bruckheimer, but there were, she's doing a separate project, and then J- Karen Gillian is still doing a project, but it's a, with a separate director, and it's still a pirate okay. movie. So they're still both okay. getting their... I, I'd like to see them both on screen together, in all honesty. Um, That's what I thought it was going to... I thought... It was gonna be both of them. Like that would be very cool. Like to have them meet up and then. Uh, to me, Margot Robbie has Kieran Knightley vibes, if that makes sense. Yes. Has has the ability to be beautiful but still be a badass. And so I'm very interested to see what a Margot Robbie pirate looks like. Um, so Bruckheimer is producing. But he's not the director. It's just no, he's not. Yeah. So I'm curious as to who Karen Gillian is working with. But it's, I mean, it's still very early on. Like we don't, there's nothing I'm, about a story I'm, yet. Yeah. I'm happy to see it regardless. I I hope that if it's two separate things, with parts of the Caribbean material behind it, then I hope that they both intertwine at some point and we get to, you know, to female pirates i think that would be dope for the culture but also just it's not a story that is often talked about plus they're both badasses they both are they're both beautiful and they're both badasses so i'm i'm all for it i'm i'm here for it i mean i'd love to see it they both have proven through more like 99 percent of their films even 100 percent of their films that they've they have the badass gene they can do their stunts, everything. So, I mean, I'm all for it. Um, I think Karen, I, Karen Gillian is just rumored to be doing a Pirates movie. It's not confirmed yet. They're probably waiting to see what her schedule's like because she still does have Guardians 3. She has a few projects I just looked up coming up. So, I mean, I guess yeah, it's whether she's, or not. She's busy. It's, it's really, and, and I heard Disney is still trying to tap um, Margot Robbie to be in Peter Pan, which they said it would work out with her schedule because they start filming Peter Pan live in, or the live action in August, I want to say. Nope. Nope. They no, really no, no, want no, her no, to no, be. No, no, no. No. They... <laughs> nope, 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 nope. They really want her to be Tinkerbell. And I'm like, okay, I okay, love. <laughs> no. No. Tell me how you really We're feel. We're done. 
We're done. I don't want to see any more Peter Pan. We're done. I, I am it. a fan of the original Peter Pan live action, so that's all I'll say. Um, so, Hamilton just dropped, and I am obsessed with it. I'm here for it. Thank you, Lin-Manuel Miranda, for creating it and dropping it on Disney Plus July 3rd because your girl watched it that day. Uh, it's amazing. Like I've seen clips. Like it's it's it, hard for me to describe it because I had the pleasure of seeing it, the touring company. Oh, and I was pleasantly surprised with the touring company. But I've always said I wanted to see the original cast do it, and then watching it with the original cast. I guess I wasn't struck by the story because I've already seen it and obviously I've, I've listened to the, the Broadway cast album, but individual performances were amazing. I mean, oh, absolutely. Leslie Odom Jr. was fantastic. Lin-Manuel Miranda, I've been very critical of Lin in recent years. I mean, I haven't been critical of him on this podcast, but even to like friends and family, I've been very critical of him because... I don't feel he's a very strong actor or singer or, you know, as a leading man, I just don't think he's very strong. But he's giving some of the best facial expressions in this take. He he looks very passionate. He's funny. And that was a different side to Alexander Hamilton that I got that I didn't get from the touring cast. Um, and David Diggs is having fun. You can see it in his yes. face and his movement. He's having fun. And I was so happy to see him have fun because that, that's what you want to see. And then Jonathan Groff spitting was just <laughs> incredible. I was like, I was like, ew. But I was also like, you know what? That's how you know this person's in character is when there's drool coming out of your mouth. Like you didn't even care that there's drool coming out of your mouth. You're just so invested into your character that you're just spitting all over the place. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm here for this. So I was gonna say more so like he can't even break character to like wipe. No, the drool he can't off his wipe face. his face. No, so he's like standing there. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna let it happen because I'm I I've done this before. I will say I don't know if it was the hype. Like I don't know if it was because I've been wanting to watch it so bad. But I got really emotional in the first, I think for the first like 30 minutes, just seeing like all my songs play out on the live stage, seeing mm-hmm. Helpless, Satisfied, um, Guns and Ships, like all my favorite songs. I was, I was sitting there, I'm like, why am I trying to, why am I like crying right now? Like, I'm it was you, good. It just, it was, it was incredible. They did really, really well it. with the performances. I've never really been a fan of, I will say, I've never been a fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda's singing before. Like, I'm, like, yeah. iffy with it. But watching him on the stage, like, his, the way he, like, differentiates, he definitely has a very high-note voice in the beginning. And then once mm-hmm. he, like, second act, it drops. Well, I think that's also due to his age because Hamilton gets older through the show yes. and so yeah, yeah, yeah. dropping you know dropping an octave or so is, is is a good idea but I agree with you I've never been a huge fan of his singing I think as a creator he's he's if not one of the greatest creators in recent memory but as a, as a performer as a singer and an actor I've always felt he was kind of weak compared to his contemporaries I but will agree with that I I was very pleased pleasantly surprised by what he was able to do as alexander hamilton and i think it definitely rivals anybody who does go on to play hamilton it's not that's because big i just don't think you get yeah i just don't think you get that kind of grasp of the character but yeah I, but another thing is i think that Watching the differences in the original cast versus the touring cast, you see how a lot of the performers in the touring casts made these roles their own because they're so different from yeah. the original cast. But I was, I was just interested to see how it was done, and I was definitely surprised. I I felt staging was great, I, I, but I don't think it touches Newsies. 
in terms of what happens with the stage and things like that, I, I don't think it even comes close because some of the stuff that happens in news. I like the revolving. I like that they rigid. walk around. It makes you feel like they're yeah. walking through the town, and then a lot of stuff. One of the biggest praises I've heard was the scene where they pass Hamilton's letter around, telling him that that they need him to come back to the war, and I, mm-hmm. everyone apparent. I, I mean, I didn't really catch a feeling for that part but apparently everyone yeah. said that they liked how it was so fluent i just didn't I've, have a particular feeling towards yeah, it i've seen i've seen message passing done a thousand times better so i was never like that but i will say the transition from helpless to satisfied oh absolutely that was amazing ju- it was amazing when I saw it live with the with the touring cast, but watching it on on the movie, I was like, I, I still don't know what happened. Uh, just blew me away, that transition. And a lot of the transitions from some of the songs, just so fluid and seamless, you even forget that, you know, these are different songs. I will say that in Satisfied, I never knew, to be completely honest, I never knew it was about her feelings towards Hamilton. Until I think, really? Kate, yeah, Katie told me, and I was like, I'm like I didn't hear that I didn't like because when you hear when you hear a song compared to when you watch it it's very different Mm -hmm. and that's how it's always been in other Broadway shows like I have to be visually seeing what I'm hearing and when Mm -hmm. I did that I did that through YouTube like a year ago when I was watching and I finally understood and then watching it through the Hamilton version on Disney Plus I finally understood like okay now I understand why some of these lines like the helpless line and then why this is repeated and satisfied so it, it like mm-hmm. it came together and yeah. it was beautifully done like her yeah Renee like oh my god has one yeah. of the best yeah. voices in the show uh, just her, her range oh my god and Jazzy range. Jones Jazzy gets <laughs> she Peggy, is she the one who plays Pe- okay Peggy yeah gets so underrated often, but her, her her ability to sing is is second to none. It's amazing. Like and say isn't no she to married? this. Like she's just yeah. To she's married Anthony to Ramos. Okay, that's what. Okay. Yeah. Because I kept thinking it was yeah. Leslie Odom, but no, Anthony Ramos. But yeah, I was like, oh my it god. It was definitely geez. worth the wait. I would say. Oh to yeah. See like the original and probably, cast. And, and probably that's the best platform to put it on. It's better than me having to spend like three hundred dollars just to go sit in like the Wayback yeah. Orchestra just to watch the touring company. I but. think, I think given the success that it will bring, and I think alongside other musicals like In the Heights, Shrek the Musical, and and many other. Well, Shrek is on Netflix. Recordings. I'm just saying, as far as oh, like many okay. other recordings, I think that we're gonna see a huge shift in. Um, Broadway productions being recorded and put yes. on streaming platforms or places for that makes them accessible to people. Especially with the National Theatre's YouTube stuff because they're incredible. But I think we're going to see a lot of, of change in that aspect. I think so. I would be surprised if we didn't get... Like how the live action um, shows were on ABC. So mm-hmm. how like some of them were quote-unquote successful and then we still got some that weren't successful <laughs> but we'll see i mean disney plus is definitely stepping up their game with a lot of movies and bringing on star wars and marvel so who knows maybe we'll get a surprise in the next couple months someone's like okay we're gonna drop this show now hopefully um <laughs> so this was probably my favorite tweet of the entire week <laughs> ray fisher who is cyborg in justice league um accuses joss whedon of gross abusive or of quoting gross abusive unprofessional and completely unacceptable behavior on set of justice league um i i was like what and that came after his tweet that he he when he tweeted out um a couple i guess it was a couple years ago whenever Joss took was, over from Zack Snyder. Yeah. He said, I'm very excited to have Joss coming on to this. I think he's going to be great to work with. And then he reposted that and said, never mind. Yeah, he was like, I retract every bit of this statement. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, okay, we need the tea. I need to I know was, what's going on. Because yeah. um, then everyone kind of was like, what? 
Like, that's so random. Like, he didn't, honestly, he yeah. did not have to say anything like that. He really, and then Warner Bros. came back at him. I'm, I, I was, mean, I was, I was, uh, how do I put this? Were you, were you shocked? No, I was proud of Ray for saying something. And I was, I was, it's, the response from John Berg was laughable. Yeah. Um, because he goes on to say that Ray's statements were categorically untrue, that we enabled any unprofessional behavior, and then goes on to say, I remember Fisher being upset that we wanted him to say booyah, which is a well-known saying of Cyborg in the animated series, and Fisher denied, he didn't want to say it. So I was like, how is that? the response to gross, abusive, unprofessional, unacceptable behavior on set, and you say, well, I remember you didn't want to say a catchphrase, and you didn't say that, so that's the same thing. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> like Someone in the comments even like co- like showed, I guess, the animated series, him saying booyah. And I'm like, was it really because of that? Because that seems very like... No. Unless they were like, listen, unless you want, like, your job still after this, unless you want a contract, like, you're going to say the line, which is still stupid. That's why. No, but that's why, that's why he didn't say anything. And that's why he made his comments three years after they happened. Because I'm sure that there was pressure from... The studio. From the industry in general, but from the studio in terms of... But he didn't even you say it. To, what? He the, doesn't the, even say the line. Say, no, but I'm talking about as far as him coming out and accusing um, Joss Whedon of his behavior. I'm sure that he didn't say it at the time because there was a fear or maybe just this idea that execs were like, if you want to work here again, then you'll just shut up about this and, and you'll have a job when we come back or whatever. Well, what's also kind of confusing, it's not confusing, but... What's also, like, weird for me is that Joss has worked on a number of projects. Mm -hmm. And I'm very shocked that not, like, that the Avengers, like, even with those movies, like, that they didn't even say anything. They would have probably come out and said, okay, yeah, Joss is this way. But there's only one person saying it. There's no one to back him up. Or no one has come out to back him up. I've heard some people feel like Gal Gadot has made statements about her being treated by poorly by Joss Whedon and I'll say the the trouble is with referencing the Avengers is the male to female ratio in the Avengers is vastly more outweighing more outweighs but so is Justice League Justice Justice League League. has no I agree Justice League has one has four guys and one female it's two, two or three in terms of, of people in the movie. That's two or three, but I, I really I don't think Avengers really even comes close. So, and and other people are even referencing Joss Whedon's recent divorce and the way he treated his wife as also being indicative of the kind of person he is. Um, but I think I I I'm going on record and saying I applaud Ray for saying something. And I think that in this recent time that it's important to say something and stand up for yourself in these cases. But I also think that John Berg and Jeff Johns do a terrible job at... Coming out with a statement. Discussing what went on. Because I do agree. The statement doesn't... It doesn't directly speak about what Ray Fisher's saying. It's almost kind of like they're trying to cover it up or they're trying to not acknowledge it and they're just saying, okay, we have to come out with a statement because Fisher said something. So we need to make sure that everyone knows that's not true, but they didn't directly answer. They just kind of said, no, like that, this is why. They kind of explained it as if they were guilty. Like that's how the statement comes off to me. Like the way they explain, the way they the, like, the statement goes, it sounds like okay, they're kind of answering Fisher by saying, okay, yeah, like you, the only reason why he treated you that way is because you wouldn't say our line. I can see how you could get that. In uh, the way it reads to me, is um, 
that Ray's accusing them of enabling Joss and their statement is enabling Joss. It's protecting him. It, it, they never reference the kind of behavior that was going on. They don't talk about that. And, and everything that they're doing is an attempt, is victim blaming, that's what it is. That's what their statement is. It's victim blaming. It's saying that it's, it's Ray's fault for what went on. And I get what you're saying that it, it, they don't address it because they don't. And saying it's Ray's fault for what went on because he is not, I guess it, to me, it doesn't have a correlation between he didn't say this so he was, so Joss was, uh, you know, able, he was, he was allowed to kind of make a hostile environment. But I think it's, it says that, you know, what you're saying is untrue and to put it on, you know, more salt in the wound, we're saying that you were also unprofessional because we asked you to do this line and you didn't do this line. And so you're just as at fault as Joss is for whatever kind of emotional trauma that you went through. And not to derail it or, like, belittle the line, but I just, I mean, I guess I just don't understand why you want to just say booyah, unless it was, unless he felt like, okay, that's not who, like, I don't know. I can't, I can't, like, give an explanation for that. I don't know exactly, but I, I, I will say that there's an expectation for black actors to you know, spout urban or slang terms. There's this expectation that anything that's going on colloquially in terms of black culture, that is the expectation for black actors to do that. And I think that's what this falls under, is the same way um, in certain films and things you have black actors saying things like bruh or yeet or, you know, like to make jokes, and, and, and poke fun, but uh, there's a sense of, oh, it's realistic because that's what black people say, so he should say it. And I think Booyah falls under that same terms. Okay. Um, and I think that, yes, it is said in the animated series, but that may not be... I don't think... I feel like that shouldn't have been a thing in the animated series, one. And two, that Ray Cyborg... His his, it, Ray Cyborg is very different to the animated series version of Cyborg that we see, and I think it. It nullifies Ray's artistry, by him saying, "Okay, this is a character that I'm developing, into a live action form, and right now I feel Cyborg's in a place where he's very vulnerable. I mean, his dad has been testing, you know." testing him putting machine parts in his body to keep him alive and he's not really sure of what his place is in the world and what he's supposed to be doing so does it fit him then saying booyah like where in the movie is cyborg gonna even say that like at all points in the movie i never feel like cyborg has is that a has a booyah advantage. moment yeah there's a booyah moment so i'm thinking where does that fit in one that makes two, sense but two, it's it's it, it's also his perception of the character that we have to understand. That's he's playing his version of the character, and I think similarly, how think about Jason Momoa's Aquaman, how he starts doing uh, Maury dances and and quotes and things from like the Maori tribe. I think that's the name of the tribe, but the tribe in New Zealand, um, like because of. Jason Momoa's ethnicity and his 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 uh, uh, his ties to New Zealand, and I was thinking you're capitalizing on that aspect when Aquaman isn't doesn't have isn't of New Zealand descent. Like yeah, that that's why I was like, okay, so you're letting Jason Momoa develop his own character, but then Ray says, okay, I don't want to say this this phrase. I don't feel that works for my character. That now all hell breaks loose because. But then he gets mistreated because of it. He gets so. mistreated because of it. So that, that to my to me, it didn't make any sense. I, I didn't feel that that works out. I mean, that makes sense, but honestly. I, the way the, when, when you put it that way, I agree. I think, I just think, like, the timing of everything was just so weird, especially with right. Phantom. And so, I mean, honestly, 
whatever happens at this point, I hope he's not affected. I hope he doesn't, I mean. I think he will be. That's just, that's just the, that's just the sad part about what's happening is that there's this expectation that actors and celebrities aren't supposed to say anything when there's injustices and things going on. But I'm thinking, considering the power of the Me Too movement, should Ray Fisher believe that he was treated unfairly and there was a toxic environment and Josh Sweden was the main culprit in that, and then the executives who are in control of the film were giving Whedon the power to be able to say and do the kind of things that he did. I mean, I heard things that Whedon locked Gal Gadot in a closet because she didn't want to do a scene where, where Ezra Miller's flash is on top of her or something like that. I read that on Twitter and I was like, I don't know about that, but that no one should, No one should ever, regardless of your gender, ethnicity, anything, no one should ever be mistreated because of something they don't right. want to do, because of something they don't want to say, do, act, any type of way that that's where everyone is kind of like okay like you know what i mean like you should never be mistreated because of how you feel or how you believe in the situation but i think a lot of people are thinking that ray is now saying this to capitalize on the movement that's going on one two people believe that ray doesn't have the credibility as an actor to be able to make these kinds of calls and then three people are, are are equating this situation to Jussie Smollett with uh, Empire and how Jussie was saying that you know he was attacked and 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 people were saying homophobic slurs and things at him and he went to court for it and then finds, finds out that out he it's wasn't false. he was lying right so people are thinking Ray is doing the same thing but I think another thing we have to talk about is as Etta, you kind of pointed this out in a way is. I feel like fans' place put Joss Whedon at such a high level because of his work with Avengers that nobody thinks he could be capable of creating these kinds of environments, which is false in my in my estimation. So I think that's another thing is fans love Joss Whedon so much that when they hear something Joss Whedon doing something, they're like, no, couldn't be him. He would never do that. He's talking about, he, he, he made Avengers and we never heard anything from the Avengers and blah, blah, blah. So obviously Ray's making this up. And I think people can change. And I think maybe a lot of what went down in, in the Avengers hasn't been documented or maybe was missed that, you know, maybe I mean, we find out later on that ScarJo has something to say. But and that's what I'm saying. Maybe they were too afraid to say, not too afraid, but maybe they just didn't want to say anything for the credibility of. Because they were in such a popular franchise, mm-hmm. and then I'll come back to DC with that. Because they were in such a popular franchise, maybe they were like, okay, well, Joss Whedon is going to be doing the second film, so I don't want to say anything, have myself like discredited, and then have them recast me because I spoke out right. against him. So. Now, Ray Fisher, with the, DC is still a popular franchise. They still have amazing mm-hmm. films. Ray Fisher probably was like, you know what? This cannot, like, this cannot go without being unsaid. Like, I can't not yeah. say anything, because what if this happens to someone else in the future? And that's, and, you know what I mean? Like, if they No, had, I agree with you. So, I'm glad he did say something. It was just a little fishy. <laughs> Get it, Fisher. So, <laughs> it was just a little fishy to me that... I think I think the timing is what makes it fishy. I think the timing because, because usually in these cases, especially with the Me Too movement, like with Harvey Weinstein, when he was being, when someone finally came out and was like, okay, he assaulted me, sexually assaulted me, mm-hmm. and then more women co- kept coming out because of it. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was a little skeptical. Not I shouldn't say skeptical of his statement but that's why i was kind of like questioning it because i was like okay so why isn't anyone else saying anything but it's probably because he's like listen i'm gonna save other people he probably already has a deal coming out with cyborg so maybe he's like you know what i just have to say this before anything else happens to anyone else before anyone else is mistreated maybe or maybe not i mean you i think i think we can't underestimate the impact of john boyega in this situation because you have John Boyega speaking out for Black Lives Matter and then you have Lucasfilm, J.J. Abrams and other individuals getting behind him and saying, no, we support you and there's a job for you if you want to come back. And that's what... And 
Ray's not even in that capability yet to be able to have that sense of but security that's that what makes he's got me a job so, when he comes back. That's what makes me so like upset, like upset about that situation is because no matter of your status in the film industry, he was still a part of a of a huge film. So the yeah. fact that like we even have to say like he was not even that big of a like big of a celebrity, quote unquote. Right. I, what the. I mean, I think I agree with you. I think that's a dumb argument, but a lot of people are making that argument and saying, "Oh well, you know, John Boyega is a bigger star, so it makes sense for him to be able to make can, that statement." But Ray doesn't really have the resume to do it, and I was like, "Can that's you not even imagine if John Boyega came out and said it, and then everyone's like against this certain director because of that?" But like Ray, and I get what you mean, like Ray Fish saying this. Like the difference is that like people are kind of like, "Okay, well, Ray, you're you were in a one-time." big movie right. and then John Boyega's in like in Star Wars stuff and now he's doing other films so I mean I completely agree with you I do think it can be star power which is what sucks because you know if like Brad Pitt came out and said okay I've worked with Joss Whedon before and he absolutely mistreated us and then every actor's like okay well I'm not working with Joss Whedon anymore or like people right. start dropping the project so he starts getting right. fired so I but do think it's Depends on the person. Depends on the actor. That's the, but that's just the nature of this industry, and that's why there's so much fear. And I it mean, sucks. we were talking, <laughs> we were talking maybe a month ago about Johnny Depp losing his his job with with pirates because of his own personal. Well, we don't know affairs. yet if with. But I'm saying, but that it's with that the fantastic. Shouldn't even be, but that shouldn't with, even be a thing. It's with the Fantastic Beast sequel. Right. Apparently, they they were saying okay, he might not be in the third one because of the Amber Heard situation but why is right. that his fault if Amber Heard's the one assaulting him and doing it like they, they right. found out the truth that Amber Heard was assaulting Johnny Depp that's right. why that all that shit's happening she played right. she said she cried wolf and they found out the real truth so it wasn't it wasn't even that and so many people were against Johnny Depp it was unbelievable right but that's that's the thing is is you know your personal affairs t are intrinsic to your marketability as an actor and you saying or doing anything that's contrary to what studio execs or, or producers or big time agents feel is necessary is a huge career move and could lead to disaster and here you have Ray saying you know what F that my career is important to me yes but speaking out against what I experienced is more important to me and I'm going to do that and a lot of actors are doing that and a lot of celebrities are doing that and saying you know what you know my personal experiences with this thing is a lot more important than whether I get a job again but I think the fact that these individuals have to choose or that there is a, a sense of fear that I may never work again if I speak out for myself and that's shitty like that's not yeah I I have no words. It's just, it's horrible, but it I happens think, and we, and you get yeah. very shocked when you learn about it. But it, I mean, thank God people start coming out and saying like, okay, this happened. And then that leads to more people. So maybe somebody else will back him up and say, okay, who knows? Gal Gadot could come out and say something and be like, okay, Ray Fisher's right. He like this instance happened on set. Um, and yada, yada, you never know. Hopefully. But I think what's more telling is the fact Joss hasn't said anything yet. I think he... I don't know. He, I think that's hugely telling. I think if execs are, are advocating for you and the situation is about you... His publicist probably said, don't said say anything. anything. Oh, it's all about pub publicists too. Publicists are like, okay, we're going to have the execs say something. And that happens all the time in Hollywood. And they're former execs, and they quit. They quit because of this. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw Warner Brothers, DC, has left the studio, and you're like, hmm, hmm, I wonder why. I, that's why I'm excited for Fandom, because I really think it could be a jumping-off platform for DC to be able to collect back all their material and kind of do what Marvel's doing. I agree. I think it could prove to be in that same vein. I think so. I'm I'm on I am honestly very excited. I can't talk today. I'm very excited for DC fandom to see what they're gonna showcase, what we're gonna hear from them. I do think we'll get some reveals. I think Suicide Squad will get something from James Gunn. I think Matt Reeves 
will show off something more for, and we've said this, I think Matt Reeves will show off a Catwoman suit. I think we'll see kind of like what all the, I think we'll see character, the character profiles. I don't want to see another first look Catwoman thing. Just, no. Just, just show me in the movie. Just show me the suit or show me a scene with them together or something more than that. I felt the first look sucked. I think the red tint on it also made it suck. I'm and if still you've seen a fan. the one where someone... No, but you should watch the video of the guy who takes off the red tint and he puts on what was actually underneath all of that stuff. It's so much better. So much better. You can actually see what's going on. It's so much better. You should watch that on YouTube. So much better. And I think that's the thing. Is like this red tint that they put on it really impacted people's perception of it because you can barely see anything. Well, I'm just excited to see it at DC Fandom. <laughs> I hope that we get something from it. I hope we get something from it. I think so. But this has been a very productive episode it's been very very explanatory is that the right word (laughs) we've been very explanational i don't freaking know yeah i think even i think we've uh i think we had a lot of opinions about the things that went on i think so honestly i'm looking forward in the next couple of i want to say by episode 11 or so i really want to I'm going to ma- take two guesses at what I think DC fandom is going to have as a secret movies because I feel like, I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, wait. I, I agree with you. I want to wait, like, a couple more weeks to, like, see what they have, maybe, like, if they're giving off any more details. But mm-hmm. I kind of have a good guess as to what I think they would show, but that's just me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. But any more, any final thoughts on anything that we talked about today? That you want to give your Tom final Cruise opinion? doesn't deserve to miss a fourteen-day quarantine. <laughs> I knew you were gonna go with that one. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I don't care who you are. The, no one should have special privilege. No uh. Well, not even that. But he's doing his own son, so he's gonna be touching people. So if he has COVID, he's the worst person to put out. <laughs> to not quarantine for two and it's 14 days i mean get over yourself like you can't wait 14 days we've waited over three months four months for this i think the uk is saying and i don't know if this is the way you took it uk is saying when you get here you don't have to um quarantine for 14 days you can just go about doing your business and i think and that's stupid like that's stupid like, my eyes got That's really big. That's my country, and it's stupid. Like, they're stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. They're stupid. Technically, this is your country now, but... It is my country. Oh, yeah. Well, true. But... <laughs> but both are, yes. You were, it's my birthplace. Your but, birth... Your birthright. Your birth... Yeah, but... It, yes. it, it's stupid. Stupid. I agree. <sighs> what a... What an episode, man. I agree, though. Like, I... I... The Tom Cruise thing really threw me when I saw that. I was like, are you joking? Of course. It's not even, like, a shock at this point with him. Like, no. I, I wouldn't even be shocked if they said, oh, you want to go do this? Okay, well, you don't need any, like, if he didn't have a passport, fact, they would be like, Tom Cruise, go right through. Go right through security. I feel, I feel like he'd be that person who would sue just so he didn't have to. <laughs> like, he'd be like, I don't want to do it. I'm gonna say I don't. I don't need to do it. They probably said to him. Production was probably like, "Hey, we need you to quarantine." And then they're like, "Okay, let's see what we can do." And they're like, "Yeah, we have um Tom Cruise, and he doesn't want to quarantine." And the government was like, "Oh, oh yes, of course, of course, Tom Cruise. I, you guys it. film here all the time." Stop it. <laughs> you hate when I mocked <laughs> when I. I, I think it's accent. more of. I think it's more of the fact that. Considering how popular these movies are and how much money they can gross. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that if this money is made in the UK, then there is money for the UK. Um, because I believe if you're making a movie in a certain city, you pay the city to make the movie. You pay city, yeah. So I'm sure that they're like, okay, because we really need the money now, because every every country needs it. Because they've shut everything down, right yeah. Now. Right. They're thinking the quicker you can get in and do 
this movie and and and, and publish it and produce and get it done, then they're probably offered the a hefty amount too. They're probably like, okay, for two months we'll charge you five hundred thousand, and they're probably like, okay, let's do it. Or they're like, okay, we'll we'll give you this money, but we need like we need to start filming yeah. right away. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's more than five hundred thousand because I, I can guarantee that those kind of movies make at least a hundred million twenty five. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure that movies making two hundred fifty. Oh, Ghost Protocol so, made so. up, made so much. So I'm sure that it's something ridiculous. The, the deal, but I, I believe a deal has been struck. That I'm sure Hollywood is like, okay, we'll pay extra for letting us slide these things. I guess my only issue with it is, I feel if they let Tom slide, then they're gonna let a lot of people slide, and if they let a lot of people slide, then we're going to be back to square one. Well, The Little Mermaid and The Batman were the other two that I know that were filming there. So I'm sure that something's, I don't know. I doubt, they're, they're both probably like, listen, I want to still wait a couple months. Let's wait and see. Like, I want to be safe. I want to make sure the cast and crew are safe. So. Well, I guess I guess the, the, the title's also misleading because they they're saying he is allowed to. They're not saying that he he will. Oh, they're saying okay. if he wants to, he's allowed to skip the fourteen day. So maybe Tom will be smart and, and still do it. But I guess I'm just annoyed with the pos- with the ability to be able to advocate and say, Oh well he doesn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they can allow him to do it is what I'm I'm upset with. It'll be okay. At least it's not you. <laughs> Stupid. Well, that was another episode of That's What She Said. Am I doing this right? <laughs> Let me start that over. Just, just fly, Peacock. Fly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm know trying to right spread the wing. <laughs> spread your wings, All right. Peacock. Fly. I don't... All right. Men and women. I don't know. That's just... Okay. Just end the show. (laughs) That's what happens. All right. And that was another episode of That's What She Said with Zach and Nicole. We'll see you again soon. Bye. (laughs)